Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Career Coach Podcast. I am so glad that you're here. If you are live on LinkedIn, let me know. Send a message in the chat. Tell me where you're calling in from, listening in from. And if you're listening on the podcast, I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're having a nice walk or maybe you're cooking or maybe you're cleaning. That's how I like to consume my podcast. Anyways, I am so thrilled, first of all, of course, for the topic of today, but also because today is the last day you get to sign up to the pivot plan with incredible early bird benefits. So if you haven't signed up yet and you've been on the edge trying to figure out if this is your time, yes or no, let me tell you, this is your time because today at midnight, the price will go up $200. But what is most important, actually, besides these $200, which kind of links to this uh, podcast episode, is that you will miss out on $400 of incredible bonuses. You'll miss out on a 60-minute one-on-one session with me that's going to happen in the next two weeks. So a bonus one-hour coaching session that's going to kickstart your process of the Pivot Plan. You're going to get a LinkedIn audit in the second month of the Pivot Plan when everyone is going to tune their LinkedIn profile to their vision for their career so that it becomes a magnet for recruiters, companies, potential clients, projects. What you will get if you join to the early bird is that you will get a personalized LinkedIn profile audit from me. So instead of having a more general approach, which is incredibly valuable in and of itself, you will also get a full PDF that is loaded with personalized recommendations from me that I've created as I have gone through your profile in my own time to give that to you. So you can print it out, you can put it next to your laptop and make all these changes so that your profile is a magnet with so much ease you don't want to miss out on this. And I would love to have you in these bonuses. So if you're still doubting, if you want to ask me some questions, send me a message, send me an email. I'm uploading this on the podcast as soon as possible today so that you can listen to this and reach out if you need to. So that's the first thing I want to say. Get on the early bird. All right. Then the topic of today is how to love paying your taxes. And this is inspired by a lot of the work that I've been doing around my beliefs around money in the past six months, I would say. Um, And I could tell that this was something that a lot of my clients were interested in and wanted to grow and develop themselves around. And it was something that was very present for me and that I am currently seeing the benefits from. So I thought it was a good time to talk about it on the podcast. Now, I do want to start with a disclaimer. And that disclaimer is that these are very, very hard financial times for a lot of people. So if you're listening to this and you think, I don't freaking love paying my taxes, I can barely afford to feed my children, I get you. Okay, it's it's not meant to discredit that experience at all. We all have very different situations. I have a very fortunate situation where I 
am the only person I need to uphold. <laughs> so that is a very different scenario than when you are the only breadwinner in the family and you got three kids or you got parents you gotta um, support and all these kinds of things. So not saying that this podcast isn't relevant for you if you are struggling financially or it is feeling very heavy. I think this is an incredibly valuable podcast for you, especially then, but just for you to know that I see that struggle. I see that. Now, another disclaimer or a heads up is that I am Dutch. If you don't know that, Hi, my name is Marcia. I am Dutch and I live in America, but I am talking about all these things through a lens of a European citizen who has a lot of fantastic benefits in her home country. So I'm used to having good healthcare that is affordable. I'm used to having taxes going to good places in general. If you ask a Dutch person, I'm sure they'll disagree and they'll have a lot to complain about. But I'm just wanting to share you with you where in the world my lived experience has been. So you know from what lens I am approaching this topic. Okay, so how to love paying your taxes. All of this that I'm going to share with you today really started for me when I heard someone talk about money mindset. And I was like, what is money mindset? I didn't know what it was. Uh, I started to see it everywhere. And I kind of didn't pay too much attention to it because I felt like it was kind of like a pop culture thing. Oh, everyone's talking about money mindset. But it was when I started listening to this audio book um, that it really got me thinking about money. And the funny thing is the book wasn't necessarily about money. So the book that I'm talking about is called Conversations with God. And this book is not necessarily a religious book, I would say. It's a spiritual book. It can be about any religion you want it to be about. And it's basically someone talking to God and asking questions. And this audiobook I highly recommend because um, the experience is really beautiful. The, the voice of God switches between a man and a woman's voice. Um, so it's like mid-sentence, it will switch. So it's really beautifully done where they kind of leave in the middle what or who this God persona is. And the main thing that they talk about in this book or what I picked up from it is that thought is creative. And what they mean when they say that in this book is that we are the creators of our reality. And the first thing, the first seed we plant to create our reality is our thoughts. So we think a thought, we say a word, and we take an action. Those three things lead to our reality. That is what this book preaches. Now that got me thinking because I have thought all my life I have thought, ooh, I would like more money, or ooh, I would like to not have to pay this bill. I want to get promoted. And the more I got into this book, at some point they got to this exact question that I was having, like, why am I thinking this thought over and over again and I'm not getting it? And what they shared was thought is creative, literally creative. So if you are asking or thinking, I want more money. You're going to continue to want more money because that's what you're creating. If you are thinking, I want to be rich, just to name something, 
or I want to have $100,000 in investments, you're going to continue to want that. So it's the basic principles of manifesting, which you'll hear a lot about when you when you Google this or you look on Instagram or you check out some reels on TikTok or whatever. In manifesting is that you say it as if it's already happening. So I am rich. I have $100,000 in investments. Um, and that's one of the things that I, that I took away from this book. Like, oh, maybe my thoughts of wanting are actually holding me back. Now, I don't know if it's necessarily this way where you think a thought and like a magic wand that you wave, your reality is created. I don't know if it's that easy. Um, although thinking positive thoughts is not always easy. I do think that our thoughts, and this is where coaching comes in, our beliefs create what we believe is possible for ourselves. So for for years, when I would see a beautiful house, like a beautiful home, I would think, oh my God, I can never have that. It would be, it would depress me. I would think, oh, that's not out, that's not possible for me. I would never be able to buy a house like that. Would never even be able to buy that couch that's inside the house, let alone a house. And that kind of thought limited what I thought was possible for myself. So maybe I wouldn't ask for the promotion. Because deep down inside of me, there was a thought, oh, I can never have that. I can never make that much money. So what I started to do and experiment with was forcing myself to think that I could have these things. So I would write down in my journal, I am making X amount of money per month. Or I have invested... X amount in my pension fund, or I own a beautiful home at the coast. I am flying business class every time. These kinds of things was what I was writing down in my journal. And at first it felt incredibly uncomfortable because I had never thought these thoughts before. I had never written down these words before because I thought it wasn't possible for me. And by thinking that, I was creating my reality because I wasn't going after the opportunities that would actually get me there. So as I started writing this, I started to get very slowly, I have to say that very slowly, accustomed to the idea that maybe one day I would make that much money. Maybe one day I could have a car like that. Or maybe one day I could go to my family in the Netherlands as much as I wanted, always flying business class. Maybe one day. And as I continue to work on this, and I'll give you some, some tools and tips on how to, uh, to help yourself do this more easily. As I continue to do this, it got more and more possible for me. Nothing was necessarily changing, okay? So this is important to know. There wasn't much that I didn't suddenly get like a huge increase in income. I didn't suddenly just inherit a lot of money or I didn't suddenly like <laughs> just find uh, $500 in the street. No. So my surroundings didn't necessarily change. So what was changing was inside of me, my thoughts and beliefs about what was possible for me because I was practicing having this thought. I was practicing having a thought that I could have money and I could have a lot of it. So 
the funny thing is that now, actually, last week, I was at Lake Kiwi in South Carolina. And if you know that area, these houses are pretty, my friend. They're so pretty. There are million-dollar homes all around this lake. And where a year ago, I would have looked around that lake and would have been just sad, just so sad, because I would look at a house and think, oh, my God, that's gorgeous. I would love to have a house like that, but I can never have that. I could never. That is so sad. This is the most unreachable future ever. Oh gosh, why did I come here? Why did I put myself through this misery? Why? I should have just stayed somewhere where it was achievable. But this time, last week, I am canoeing on the lake. I am looking into everyone's yards and like checking out the houses. And I noticed. I'm just excited. I'm looking at these houses and I see one that I really love. And I'm like, oh, that is such a cool house. I'm going to get a house like that one day. And the thing is that I've worked so hard on these beliefs that every cell and bone in my body believes that I will have that. And there's uh, even more specifically one house. If you are local <laughs> on Highway 11, when you're crossing the lake, on the left-hand side, or the right, I guess, whichever way you're going, there is this beautiful white farmhouse with two big chimneys and a, and a beautiful yard. And you can see it from the bridge. It's stunning. And I looked it up on Zillow. I went on a whole, whole ass Sherlock Holmes investigation. I couldn't find it. Turns out it's from a realtor. And I drove on Highway 11 and I saw that house again. And I said... To my husband, I said, I'm going to buy that house. I'm going to buy that house. Not tomorrow, probably not next year, but I'm going to buy that house. And every cell and bone in my body believes it. And it's interesting that I'm putting this on the podcast because a part of me is a little nervous to say this because I did get a response from someone close to me who said, do you know the difference between knowing and wishing when we were talking about this topic of money and and beliefs and thoughts. And, and I do know the difference between wishing and knowing. But I also understand that if I would have said this to myself a year ago, I would have asked that same question. I would have asked, hey, Marget, do you know the difference between wishing and knowing? Because I think you are delusional. <laughs> Honestly, I think you're delusional. I don't think you can know that you can't have that house. So a part of me is a little nervous putting this out on the podcast because I know there are going to be a lot of people who think, oh, oh, sweet, sweet girl. Are you sure? Aren't you just dreaming up stuff? And, and that's okay. That's okay. Because this podcast episode is meant to be maybe the first, maybe the second, a seed to plant within you to start thinking about the thoughts you have around money. And if that first thought comes from, oh my God, what is she talking about? That's okay. Then that's my job. Then that's my role to make you think. And maybe you think I'm crazy and that's okay because that will be the first seed to plant. So now that we got that off our chest. So my money mindset, to name the buzzword, the beliefs I have around money and what's possible, what is possible for me has changed a lot. Um, and it has changed so much that I am now 
so much more comfortable with spending money and earning money. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. So to get back to loving to pay your taxes. So the first thing I want to say about this is the belief around what is a cost and what is an investment is one to work on. So the first step would be to ask yourself, okay, what, what is my belief around this? When I have to pay something or when I get to pay something, you know, that's already a difference. Which one do I say? Do I say I have to, or do I get to, um, does it feel like a cost or does it feel like an investment? So let's take taxes. For example, I feel like I get to pay taxes. I get to pay taxes because I make money. I made that money in the most fun, most fulfilling way I could ever imagine. And now I get to pay taxes over it because I made that money and that's freaking exciting. Also, again, Dutch perspective, I get to pay taxes so that we have good bike lanes. I get to pay taxes so that people who can't afford healthcare can get healthcare. And that means a lot to me. So that is a way to kind of check in with yourself. Well, how does it feel for you to pay things? Do you get to pay it? Do you get to tip someone? Or do you feel like you have to tip someone? Um, is it a cost or is it an investment? So ask yourself, what are you getting in return? Like that is a really good way. If you feel like you're, you're very much in the cost and I have to pay, to ask yourself, what are you getting in return? Like I have to pay for, I don't know, let me think, homeowners association stuff, for example, here in the States, you have to pay for the neighborhood that you're living in. Well, what do you get in return? You get a really comfortable place to live, hopefully, if they're good, if they're doing their job, right? You get a good place to live. So what are you getting in return? And that is, that is a first step in checking out your beliefs around money, right? That costs or investment. Now, another belief around money could be, let me take myself for an example here again. Uh, I used to believe I have to work really, really hard in order to make a lot of money. Now that belief got in my way massively stopped me from having the success that I have right now in my business, because I was working my ass off the first months I started my business. Cause I thought if I don't work a lot, I'm not going to make money. And, and that was scary for me. So I felt like I had to work really, really hard, but by doing that, I was burning myself out in the first months of my business. I remember it was not always fun. Um, I was burning myself out and not doing necessarily the best job in my business because I was way too tired. So I had to really, first of all, be aware that I was having this belief, be aware that it was holding me back and then decide what I wanted to believe instead. So I decided I want to believe I can work very little. I can help a lot of people and I can make a lot of money. And that is something that has helped me tremendously because my cup gets to be full. My cup has to be full for me to help a lot of people and to make a lot of money. It has to. So I can't overwork. I don't do my best work when I overwork. So that's, that's one thing, for example. Another belief that I used to have, and I, I still have sometimes because this is a work in progress, 
is money is scarce. So there's not a lot of it. And I have to make sure that I get a tiny little piece of the pie that is the money in the world. And when I have it, I have to hold on to it for dear life, for dear life. That's what I used to really believe. Like I was really bad at spending money. Um, I would not ever go out to dinner. I would not get myself things that I wanted. I would not buy the dress or get myself the massage or even buy myself the mango that I wanted in the supermarket because I could also get apples. It's more, it's cheaper, and it's also a fruit. <laughs> so I would deny myself the joy of a mango that I was craving because I thought money was scarce and I shouldn't spend it. So when I was doing these journaling exercises, which I am still doing, by the way, um, I started to choose a different belief of money is all around. Money is freely available to me. I get to spend money on myself. I spent money on myself and there is still enough money in my bank account for more. I have more money than I know what to do with. I'm just sh shouting these out. Now, I don't have uh, right now more money than I know what to do with. <laughs> I don't. But by writing down these thoughts, I'm training myself to believe that that's possible for me so that I can go after opportunities that otherwise would be closed doors because my brain closes them for me because I don't believe that's possible for me. Now, I just said that I'm still doing the journaling. Now, I'm still doing this because my maximum of what I believe that I can earn is changing. That's always changing. So let's talk about that for a second. So another belief that you'll have, that I have as well, is your maximum amount of money that you can receive, that you can receive at once, for example, in one payment, maximum amount of money that you can have in your bank account, your checking account, your savings account, your investments. And that maximum will change throughout time. So when I first started my business, I think my maximum amount that I like unconsciously felt that I could earn per month in my business was $2,000. So I had this unconscious belief, I can't make more than $2,000 because I just started my business, because blah, 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 because I don't have a client base, blah, 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 all these thoughts. So I limited myself to $2,000. I wasn't aware of that. But now looking back, I think that was my maximum. Now, as I do this journaling continuously, every now and then I check in and try to feel what is my maximum. What is the maximum amount of money that I feel I can earn each month? What feels possible and what is that threshold where I feel that it's not possible anymore? So you can ask yourself, what is your maximum? What do you think is out of reach? And what is the number that is still within reach? Like, where is that threshold? And perhaps you're limiting yourself there. Perhaps there's space for that maximum to be more. And throughout time, you can increase that. That has increased three times for me already since I started doing this work. And as it's increasing, my income is increasing. And there are so many factors that play into that. Okay. I come from tech, so I'm very rational. <laughs> so a part of me thinks, 
this this belief stuff is really working. And another part of me is saying, ah, yeah, but you've also done X, Y, Z. Then there's this and that. Then there's the seasons of business. Like there's all these things. So maybe the increase in income is caused by all these other things. And I don't have the answer for you. I don't know necessarily. I think it's all coming together. But this money work has definitely played a big role. So think about your maximum. And what goes hand in hand with that maximum that you feel is, is possible for you is the question, what do I believe I deserve? And this is really relevant for people in a corporate world too. What do you believe you deserve to earn in your role? Because if you believe you deserve to earn exactly what you have right now and not a dollar more, it's going to be really, really hard to get a promotion. Because everything inside of you is wired to earn this money. So if you go and try to negotiate, there's not going to be that fire and that belief that is helping you back the negotiation. It's kind of like a hollow negotiation, if that makes sense. Um, so asking yourself, what do I believe I deserve? And that can be a really difficult and heavy, heavy question to answer. I know it was very heavy when I asked myself that question because I didn't believe I deserved that much, honestly. And that is something to really pay attention to because that is the pitfall for not asking for a raise, settling for a lower amount uh, when you get a new job, not asking for the promotion, not negotiating, lowering your prices for clients, undercharging. It's a huge pitfall if you don't believe you deserve that money. So this is a really important question. That's why I, I saved it for the end. If you, if you believe, um, if you want to work on any belief from today, work on that one. What do I believe I deserve? And then lastly, the topic that we need to talk about as well is toxic gratitude. And we have talked about this on the podcast before. I have written about this in emails. I've written about this on LinkedIn. Toxic gratitude is where we say, oh, but I should be grateful. So we don't make a change. So we don't grow. So we don't improve. Oh, but I should be grateful I'm making money. It's such a hard time right now in the economy. Yes, gratefulness is great, but you can say, I'm grateful for the money I make right now and I deserve more. So that is something to ask yourself as well. How is that toxic gratitude playing a role in your life? Is it, is it not? Is it a little bit? Where do you say, oh, but I should be grateful. I should be grateful to have a job. I should be grateful to get paid for this thing that I'm doing because, and this happens a lot in new entrepreneurs. I should be grateful that I'm getting paid for something that I love to do. I would do it for free. So I should be grateful. I get paid. No, 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 friend. No, no. And I'm saying so fiercely, no, because I've been on that same place. I have literally done that where I was telling myself that I should do something for free. And it's not a good, good place to be at. It's not a good place to be at as a business owner. So to recap, how to love paying your taxes really has 
everything to do with your beliefs around money, what you believe is possible for yourself. It has to do with seeing something as a cost or an investment, asking yourself, what am I getting in return? Looking at what do you believe about money and scarcity or wildly available? What is your maximum amount of money you, you feel that you can earn? And what do you believe you deserve? All these questions will have an answer for you today. And if you continue to work on this with some of the tools I'm going to give you right now, those answers will change. And those answers will get bigger and more abundant and more wealthy and more financially healthy. So I'm going to give you a couple tips on how you can do this work. Not because I am a money expert, but because I have done these things and they have worked for me. So that's where this is coming from. First of all, the two books I've listened to, so these were audiobooks, um, are Conversations with God, which in and of itself is super interesting. Um, I'm not a religious person. I wasn't raised to, to be part of a certain religion. So it was fascinating for me to read this and I got so much out of it. So, so much. The second book I recommend is <laughs> very different. This is called Rich as Fuck. And this book uh, I listened to every time I did 20 minutes on the treadmill in the gym. And that's how I went through it. So every time I was running in the gym, I was working on my fitness, working on my health. I was also working on my financial health by putting putting better thoughts and, and belief, beliefs. I, maybe not better, but more productive thoughts and beliefs in my brain. Um, and this book is great to listen to because what she does as she reads it to you is basically repeats and repeats and repeats these positive thoughts to you. So a lot of the book is her basically telling you in the I form, but I get to have this money. I get to, um, be a business owner. I am wealthy. I am financially smart. I am all these kinds of things. So listening to it while I was running was really nice just to give me a little bit of positive influence in the money realm. So those two books is what I would recommend. Then I recommend journaling. Journaling doesn't mean you have to write dear diary. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. Sometimes I literally would just make a list of I am statements. So even if I thought looking at that house thinking, oh my God, I can never buy this house. I would grab my notebook in the evening or in the morning and I would write down, I am a homeowner. I am living at the lake in a million dollar home or whatever it is, I would write those positive thoughts to outnumber the negative thoughts I had that day about money. That was really helpful. Now, the third thing I would recommend you to do, and this is super funny to try, is sending yourself voice notes as if you've already achieved your goals. So you can send yourself voice notes on text, I think. You can do it on WhatsApp too. And just record yourself one or two minutes max and talk to yourself as if your goals are achieved. So for example, my goal is to make $10,000 per month in income. For example, I would say, oh my gosh, look at my bank account. 
There is more money than I know what to do with. Look at that. Already 10.5K. And that was just last month. And this month, we're already on, on halfway there. And it's only the first week. And, oh, it felt so easy. And, ooh, I get to go here and I get to do this. And I bought this business class ticket to see my family. And, well, you can tell which things are important to me um, by listening to this podcast. Um, and that's what I would do for one or two minutes every day or whenever I had time and thought about it. And it was super helpful because again, you're thinking, you're saying, and then you're acting. So those three things that according to the book I mentioned in the beginning is creating your reality. And I felt that it was really powerful. And even if it didn't work, let's say from the tech brain perspective of like, show me the data, even if it didn't necessarily magically make me a bunch of money, I felt really good after I did those things. I felt really good. I felt more positive. I was more positive in tackling challenges at work, tackling challenges in the supermarket when eggs are suddenly $8. Um, so it was helpful in and of itself, even if it wasn't some magic wand. And then lastly, check in with your max every now and then. So check in what feels like the maximum amount that I believe I can have in my bank account every month that I can earn every month and check in with that maybe every month, maybe every quarter to kind of see if it's changing and to see if you can change it. If you can push against your edges a little bit and see like, hmm, what if I added 1000? What if I told myself every morning that I can have 1000 more and see how that impacts your your mood, you saying yes to opportunities and all these things. All right. So this episode felt like, felt really personal to me. I feel like I gave a lot of personal examples. Um, and this is something that I've been writing personally a lot about that doesn't go out into the white world and the world wide web. Um, so it was a little vulnerable to share this today but I felt like it was necessary to plant these seeds with all of you listening. Um, if you have any questions about this or thoughts, if you want to share something with me, I would love to hear how this lands with you. Um, you can always send me a DM on LinkedIn or an email. I will put all of that in the show notes too. And of course, if you are longing for a career change, Know that the pivot plan has got your back. Know that it is right there for you. We are starting the week of the 25th of September. And if you've been listening to the podcast, if you've been thinking about it, if you know you want to pivot your career, and maybe you're curious about starting a business, maybe you're curious about diving into a new industry, going freelancing, becoming an independent consultant, or whatever it is, even if you want to make a small pivot, to a different role in the same company or something like that. It's all unique to you, right? If you want to make that change, the pivot plan is perfect for you. In three months, I'm going to take you from uncertainty of what to do next to knowing exactly what your next career step is going to be, knowing exactly the plan that's going to get you there and having the momentum to make it happen. 
you'll have me in your pocket for three months straight, weekly sessions, group and one-on-one, Slack support throughout the work week. And today is your last chance to get all the beautiful bonuses that I told you about. So get on it and know that if you have any questions you can ask me, um, the doors close the 20th of September. So you still have some time to think about it. Uh, just wanted to let you know about the early bird today. I hope you have a really, really nice rest of your day. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye-bye.